From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of January 10th, 2013. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, and Tony Spatel. In this segment, Mary Jo talks about visiting Disneyland during challenging circumstances, also known as how not to go to Disneyland. Tell us about it, Mary Jo. Well, last month, my, my cousins came up from El Paso, Texas, and I went to Disneyland with them two of the days that they were out here, and... A lot of things happened during that, that trip where I really wanted to do a segment on this. So let me set this up. Um, <laughs> Christmas Day. That's scary my, when you uh, got to set it up. Me? Yeah, <laughs> let me set it up. The scenario. Clueless family from Texas visits Disneyland, not knowing what to do. But um, my cousins, uh, Lisa and Sean, decided to surprise their children with a trip to Disneyland. So Christmas Day, they gave them pictures of them at Disneyland. Um, they have a 13-year-old daughter and a 8-year-old son who insists that he's never been to Disneyland because they went when he was one and he has no recollection. And so his parents decided to take them now that he can remember because he kept bugging them that he had, despite the fact that there were pictures of their, of their trip, that he had never been there because he didn't remember anything. So Christmas Day, they showed the kids pictures and and so the kids asked them, well, you know, when when can we go to Disneyland? And they said, how about right now? Of course, screaming nice. erupted, and the family, they were all packed up, and they left. And they came out here um, on the 26th. Oh, God. Got, they, <laughs> they actually left Christmas Day, spent the night in Phoenix, came in on the 26th, and they told me. They, they My cousin had emailed me before telling me of her plan, and I said, well, Lisa, you know, this is the busiest time of the year, and you guys are not going to be able to do everything because of the crowds. They didn't care. Plus, it was her birthday, and they were they were. She actually didn't respond to any of my ads. <laughs> <laughs> she just she just she just glossed right over it. So I was like, okay, I guess they're coming. And I was like, well, it's supposed to rain, guys, and it's going to be really crowded. Sometimes they close down Disneyland. Nope, they were determined to come. So they came on out. And story for another time. Uh, another thing is, um, they got here the twenty sixth at two p.m. and wanted to go to Hollywood. From Disneyland area, Hollywood, (laughs) in the afternoon. So after our two-hour scenic drive on the five to to Hollywood, but um, so the twenty seventh, um, they had bought three-day park hoppers, which gave them the early morning, um, magic morning one day. So they decided to do that on Saturday. So I actually went with them to Disneyland on Thursday the twenty seventh and Saturday the twenty ninth. So Thursday they went and um. I helped them out by, um, the, well, let me set this up also. There was a family of eight. There, excuse me. There was a party of eight, four adults, three teens, age 13 and 14, and an eight-year-old. So when my family came out expecting, you know, since I'm the Disneyland expert, expert, they and I didn't even use air quotes. Yeah, I, I really didn't, right? So, so they kind of put themselves in my hand, in my hands. So my thoughts were, oh, okay. right? They said, Mary Jo, we know you'll take care of us. And they, I mean, they knew nothing about no fast pressure, Mary Jo. They knew, exactly. So I was thinking. So you how- sent them. You sent them back. You said, okay, well, <laughs> see you back in March. <laughs> yeah. 
come back during the off season. Yeah. But no, you know, we 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 came and and I have to admit that I learned that one of the criteria for having a good time during challenging times because they ran into everything on this trip is attitude, and they had a good attitude during the whole time, and which made it easier for me. So the the teens, um, you know, we had to balance between pleasing the teens, pleasing the eight-year-old, um, and, and going to these different attractions. So they they started their day early in the morning. They stayed at the Hilton, and they walked to Disneyland, and they walked back. They didn't want to use the art, and they didn't want to drive. So they were happy with walking. So they got there early, 8 o'clock in the morning. I met them, grabbed all their tickets, and the first thing we did was we got Fast Pass for Space Mountain. Awesome. And we went on Star Tours. And since they got there in the morning, the lines were, it was already like maybe 20 minutes. So we went on, we hit, we were trying to hit some of the big attractions in the morning. Uh-huh. Star Tours, um, Buzz Lightyear, and yeah. et cetera. And I think by 10 o'clock, the crowds got increasingly larger. They had had breakfast at another big, I'm sorry to say this, another big, no, no. They had this horrible buffet, they told me. And I asked them, where did you guys eat? And they said, Captain Kids. Oh, God. Yes, no. Exactly, right? So I told them, if you guys had asked me where to have breakfast, I would have said anywhere but Captain Kids. So you're the (laughs) expert, but they didn't really didn't trust you because they would have asked you. Well, that's how their trip started. After that, Tony, they asked me everything. (laughs) Well, then it's good. It worked out well. They they, they probably just didn't want to bother her that early in the morning. And surely breakfast is breakfast. Yeah. That that was their first mistake. Yep. So, and then they got burned, and they're not going to touch the hot stove anymore. (laughs) Exactly. After that, they were like, what do you recommend? So I told them if they didn't want to eat in the park, go to Mimi's Cafe and... They were. They walked from the Hilton to Mimi's Cafe. They were happy, and they enjoyed that breakfast there. That's a you know, decent walk. It is, but they're not from L.A. They're used to walking places, you know. Okay. Yep. So, um, anyway, so back on the on the twenty seventh, Disneyland ended up. We had capacity crowds that day. My understanding is it did close, but no, because we strategized, and I was only able to get fast pass for. Space Mountain and Indiana Jones. Actually, Indiana Jones was the first first one that I got. Um, that's that's all I could get for the whole day. Okay. We were ju- it was just the park was so crowded. Between that, we had lunch at Carnation Cafe. Yeah. I got on my phone right away and started. I asked him, "Did you guys make any priority seating arrangements?" Blank stares. Huh? <laughs> What's that? And I was like, "Oh no 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 no." Let's. Start. So I I made um, priority seating arrangements for Thursday. Friday and Saturday right then and there. And, um, you know, since since we do know the, that number by heart. Um, I don't know by heart, but it's programmed into my phone. Oh, yeah. That one. I was going to say, let's just spit it out and share it right there. 714 uh, <laughs> uh, 781 or dying. Or dying. I just clicked on Disneyland reservations in my phone, and it goes there. I don't yeah. know what number it magically dials when I push it, but it, I guess that's the number it magically dials. <laughs> But it, it's it's a good number to know, and it's, you know, one of the wonderful things, I think one of the differences between Disneyland and Walt Disney World is that as crowded as Disneyland gets... You can still get, yeah. Always, yeah. There's going to be... And to me, the dining, the cast members who work that line are so helpful because I'll ask them, you know, if the restaurant I want is not available, I can either ask them, well, when is it available, or 
can you give me other options in that time frame? And so they'll tell me which restaurants are available. And that's happened before also. So, you know, I, I help the family out with that. And, um, so we, and we did go in Indiana Jones. I found out that Haunted Mansion, um, does have fast pass during the holiday season. Yeah, they started it late, I think. It, they, it must have started like, mm, right when the kids got out of school, maybe, yeah. because yeah. earlier I had gone maybe, um, at least two weeks before Christmas, and there were no fast pass yeah. for the haunted mansion. So I was telling my my family, "Oh no, we have to go early," and and so um, the line was long for that, but we, we we stuck it out anyway. I think the longest we waited in any line was thirty five minutes because That's not we, bad. It really isn't. It's because we strategize and we just didn't do the attractions that were longer. Um, it's a small world was a good 80 minutes. Ooh. They didn't wait for that. So we, and there were no fast pass, so we didn't do that. And it was funny at 10 o'clock in the morning, I looked at, um, an app that tells you the different times of the, that the attractions are available. Uh-huh. And it showed 10 minutes for Pirates of the Caribbean. So when we went to, by the time we got to It's a Small World, um, and we looked at Pirates of the Caribbean, it had jumped from 10 minutes to 100 minutes. Oh, wow. Family was in shock. They were like, what happened? And I said, well, you, you know, that the, that this is the time that the crowd comes between, let's say, 11 in the morning and 5. And my understanding is that they did close Disneyland down to newcomers because of the we, – we did hit capacity crowds that day. Um, we decided to go on the Matterhorn, and that was the first uh, breakdown we had um, during their trip. Okay. The Matterhorn was down – um, for the majority of that day. In fact, was they, that that was an emotional breakdown of the people, <laughs> or it was a live breakdown? Yes, it was both. It yeah, depends we, on the time of the day and what happened before that. <laughs> because if it's two o'clock and the kids oh, are, that's two o'clock. Yeah. Two o'clock meltdown. Not to I'm, I don't mean to hijack your segment, but Andrew and I now we used to refer to it, and Andrew didn't know, and now he's looking for it too. There's a two o'clock meltdown. And then, you know, we give each other a little fist bump and, and <laughs> it's kind of like slug bug. Yes, exactly. Instead of the, the VW. So it was a ride breakdown. I apologize. Go back. That's okay. It, but it happens too, right? Because if you have a, um, that kind of happened on one of the days too, where one of the teens really wasn't feeling well and, um, her blood sugar went down. And so she was miserable and she needed food. And if you yep. don't have planned right, you know, you, you can't, there's so much going on. There's so much waiting in lines. You have to also make a, a definite, uh, concerted effort to figure in food time or snack time. So we did eat the healthier snacks. They they kind of alternated, but we did go for the healthier snacks. But there was a time when all the kids, their energy just went down because they I forgotten to- candy. Yeah, <laughs> and put something in there, but. It you was, know what the best thing to take to the parks are for for that, and I've used them on Zoe, is those um, those electrolyte jelly beans. Really? Yeah, they're small. You know, they can come in small packages, and and you just pop one in their mouth and let let them chew it, and they think they're getting candy, and you know, you're getting a few moments of happiness back. I well, just I just bring either Valium or straight adrenaline, and then whichever syringe they need, boom, and we're we're back to on the rights. That's why Andrew's always so calm. Well, because you, you're catching him on the Valium days, so. No. 
Anyway. No, that's a very valid point about making sure there's so much line time you forget that it's it's easy to think, oh, I'll just run over here or I'll just run over here. And I know for us, I think we're more able to do that because we're there all the time. But if you're yep. there on a trip and you think, okay, well, we'll eat after this ride, not realizing that after this ride in during the Christmas season is two hours or an hour and a half yeah. or yeah. or it's an hour and then it's another 20 minutes waiting in line at Jolly Holiday and then you have to walk to Jolly Holiday and it's it's all and, that. And, and you're a party of eight or nine and you're moving as a mass that doesn't mm-hmm. move very quickly and yeah. Plus, plus like you guys are saying, the crowd, oh my gosh, for for Pirates of the Caribbean, the queue for Pirates of the Caribbean started at Tarzan's Treehouse, wound out in front of Pirates of the Caribbean to French Market, zigzagged a few times in front of French Market, went over the bridge, back down over the bridge, back to Pirates of the Caribbean, zigzagged two more times, and then went into the ride. Okay. That's how long the line was for Pirates of the Caribbean. And my my cousins were, um, they wanted to, they said, what the heck? There were so many people. Every line was long. They decided to do it. And so they just, we talked, and we didn't even have to worry so much about um, the 8-year-old a couple of times as, you know, how much longer, how much longer. And his mother said, if you do this one more time, I will hurt you. <laughs> and after that, he never did that again, you know. So, um there was only a couple of times, you know, where because those small children don't understand, you know, how long it's going to be. That was probably the longest line we did, and that was a hundred minutes for pirates. For pirates, and that's usually the one. Oh, it'll be twenty-five at the worst. Yeah, it was wow. just everything was just really, really long, and and it was definitely for people who. Um, another thing I noticed too is was it was so crowded that. It, the crowds would bottleneck between the queues and the people walking that we would just come to a complete standstill. You have, you have regular people walking. You have people who don't know where they're going walking. You have people in wheelchairs, ECVs, and strollers all trying to get through the same space. And so for people who have a problem in crowds, I would have them really rethink going to the Disneyland Resort during this time of year. Because you really have to be able to just handle the crowds. I think that's a great, great point. And it's something that I remember when I went, and I know this is a Disneyland podcast, but when I went to um, Disney World for the first time over um, Christmas, that I was expecting the crowds to be so horrible. And they were, but because it's so much larger, it didn't, I'm expecting Disneyland crowd. Disneyland crowd, it's crowded, you can't move. Right. And I think, especially if you're coming from over there or you've heard of how, it can be there where it's crowded. It's when it gets crowded, you can't move because there's just not enough physical space. Exactly, so, yeah. and and that's what and that's what happens. So, even thinking about that, when you gauge the time it takes to get from one point to another, you have to take that into consideration too. If you're going to be able to to deal with the crowds, so we had parts of the Caribbean, then we had our Indiana Jones um, uh, Fast Pass return. And then we had lunch. And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, because I know how this all works, and I'm thinking, okay, do we go to lunch next because our reservation is at this time, or do we do Indiana Jones? And so I called back uh, the dining number, and I said, I need to postpone our reservation. Luckily, they were able to do so um, by half an hour or so. So we were able to get everything in. Nice. Yeah, as far as that was concerned. But for people who... who Where was lunch at? 
Where it was at the Carnation Cafe. I I just wanted to get some place that all of us could have a you know a decent meal, um, and not have to wait in line for two hours to do so. And then um, so the rest of that day went went pretty well. Everybody wanted to see the fireworks. One of the moms was her name's um, Mari. Really wanted to see the fireworks. We had fast pass return to Space Mountain at eight twenty, and I was thinking, okay, this is gonna, you know, we can do it, but let's um, it's gonna be really tight. So um, Sean and Jackson and I, Jackson's the eight year old, we went and we held a spin. <laughs> we thought we'd be able to hold a spot for the fireworks, for everybody. <laughs> no problem. Everybody else went to Space Mountain, and they took our three extra fast pass for the team for the team. So I thought. They're going to go on Space Mountain. They're going to come right back knowing that the fireworks start at 9.30, and they're going to meet us. I get a text from my cousin saying, oh, the teens are going back for the, for the second Fast Pass. And I'm like, no, tell them to come here now. You know, we, we got, we're saving the space. And, you know, the crowd just was just huge. Um, it was too late. The teens were going there. The two moms decided to come back to see the fireworks. The other dad was going to stay with the teens. And here again, this is where we have... Um, teamwork. You have some people holding a spot. You have some people staying with the teens and, and everybody working together to try to make, you know, the focus is more on making it the kids happy. And the husband's focus was making the moms happy because you know when mom's happy, everybody's happy. So, <laughs> yep. There it is. And so it, it was really nice to see lovely families, lovely to see them, um, work together like that. So the moms came back and they could not see us because of the multitude of people, and I should have known better. You know, this is December 27th. And you're Holiday not that tall. I'm sorry? <laughs> oh, ouch. What did, what did you say, Nancy? You don't want to know. <laughs> I didn't hear it either. But they, la, la, la. Yeah, we'll, we'll just gloss over that. They ended up you, you'll listen back in the, at the podcast and then start yelling at her. Then I'll drive right over to the house. Yep. yep. Where she lives, <laughs> and then she'll feed. I won't be mad anymore. But um, exactly, <laughs> I'd be Wellington in the fridge right now. Tease. But um, so so Sean and I with Jackson, we saw the fireworks. Lisa and Marty saw the fireworks also from their vantage point, and then we all again. Everybody was flexible with, you know, it is what it is. Nobody got excited huh. about, you know, we have to be together. We have to do this. We were like, okay, we know where everybody basically is. When the crowd lifts up, then we'll get together again. And so, um, and that's what we ended up doing. The teens were happy because, you know, the fireworks is, fireworks are not their, uh, right. priority. Going on the fast ride was their priority. And so one of the dads, Carlos, stayed with them and, and so took care of that. And he's real easy going to, and all of us, the rest of us saw the fireworks, so we were all happy. And by that time, since they had driven from Texas the day before, they had been at Disneyland since 8 in the morning, they were pretty much wiped out. So that ended our first and, they, and they had to walk back to the Hilton. And they had to walk back to the Hilton. And I was really tempted to, you know, get my car and see if I could find them and drive them back. But really, they made it. By the time I got to my car yeah. and pulled around, they were already at the Hilton, so... That worked out for them. So the 28th, I couldn't go with them, and they were going to spend the 28th at California Adventure. And I got a bunch of texts that day. Boy, we miss you. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. 
Um, <laughs> I had made priority seating arrangements for them at the Jazz Kitchen at 5 p.m. Because they decided that they would have a better breakfast, have snacks, and then have dinner, and then go turn in early because they were worn out. Because I, I previously had had a Storyteller Cafe lunch for them, and then they texted me that they weren't going to make it after dinner because they were they were being wiped up again. The crowds were uh-huh. huge. They kept they kept running into rides breaking down. They ran. They they missed out on the fast pass for Radiator Springs. So they didn't go on that attraction. Um, Soaring Over California broke down, so they weren't able to go on that. Um, they did go on Tower of Terror. I think there is a delay, but they ended up going on that. But everything else, they were just kind of, they didn't know how to maximize their time right. because they hadn't really planned ahead of time. So they still enjoyed themselves, but they didn't do a whole lot. So I decided on... The 29th, which was my cousin Lisa's birthday, they were going to do Magic Morning on that day at Disneyland. So I got there at 7 o'clock when they got there, took all their park tickets, and I got in line for Radiator Spring um, Racers Fast Pass. How did you get in? I didn't. I stood in line like normal people. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I'm I'm just that kind of cousin. Yeah. But and, No, so I stood in line, and the, and it was crowded. People were standing in line for... For at California Adventure, they actually let us in around seven thirty. How did how did you get their tickets though? They when they got to I we texted each other and I'm sorry I didn't explain that. That's okay. In in order to get fast pass, and I really recommend that during um, a time like this where it's just really crowded, one person be the runner. Yeah, definitely. Fast pass, right? And it was funny because the the daughter. Um, Katie had said, well, you know, why doesn't one person wait in the other line, and then after we're this done with this ride, then all of us can join them? And, you know, I'm like, <laughs> no. no, you don't do that. But, you know, before I could tell her that that would be really uncool, her parents said, no, that that's not the right thing to do. So I'm thinking there are decent people out there who yeah. don't want to head yeah. in on, you know. Okay, so they went into Disneyland and handed their passes through the fence or what? Exactly. In fact, okay. they—I—I I, I was in line with them. They went into Disneyland, and right there where the cast members were, they handed me their tickets. Gotcha. So then okay. I went over to California Adventure. Now, did they have to? Did you have the cast member at California Adventure scan all the tickets, or? No, because you, oh, that was what I was going to say. You only need to activate the cars at one of the parks. Okay, thank you. Once they've been activated, it doesn't matter which park you get the fast pass. Didn't at. we question that one time, Tony? I say that again. <clears throat> a lot. Oh, whether you can you can use a pass even though you haven't been checked in. Right reserve. at that park. Yeah, and I thought we had solved it, and we didn't remember. We have to write it down next yeah. time. So, so as long as you checked into one park, you're cool. Right. Okay. Yeah. And one of the things that the cast members were doing, which I thought was really cool, is as people were standing. Well, first we were standing in line at California Adventure. They let us in at seven thirty, and um. People were allowed to go up to the rope, which I never saw because I immediately got in line for fast pass. pass. And where I was at, what they did, it was um, actually on the 29th is the day it rained. So this is another challenge that we had. It was huge crowds, attractions breaking down, and the attractions, there were seven that broke down the three days that they were there, including Soaring Over California, It's a Small World, Matterhorn, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Indiana Jones, and Space Mountain. Indiana Jones broke down? Wow, that's a surprise. 
Yeah. And God, I heard Godzilla was there for a <laughs> few of the, just to make it even more crazy. So, and, and actually, it was when they went on soaring over California on the 28th, it broke down when they got, when they were already waiting for the ride. So they got a fast pass to return anytime on the 28th. They weren't able to activate that until the 29th and the cast members accepted it, which was really nice. And it was, uh, it was, uh, for any time on the 28th to go back. When we went back on the 29th, they gave us one fast pass for eight people, and then we just went on. So that was cool. Um, so that worked out. So what, what time were your Radiator Springs Racers pass, passes Radiator for? Springs fast pass. It was 7.30. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was 7.15 they let us in. Okay. 7.15 they let us in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the rope up, of course, so people could shop at Buena Vista Street, but they couldn't go beyond... It was past Carthay Circle. I couldn't see it because I got in the line for Fast right. Pass. So they came up. They wrapped around Carthay Circle. By the time I got there, it was at the Carthay Circle. So I was like where, where the Christmas tree is. Uh-huh. They had all of us go with the awning because it was raining. And so I spent a good 45 minutes, met new friends, Renee and Rhonda. We talked about all kinds of Disney stuff. They were doing the exact same thing. They were... Um, Spending the 27th, 28th, and 29th at Disneyland, and they were from up North California. What they were doing is they were in line, and their parents were still at the hotel. And the cast members, this is where the cast members were really nice and saying, if you have tickets that have not been activated at either park, you will not be able to get fast pass. Yep. And so they made sure that people knew in line, because mm-hmm. people, you know, with every, it was, my cousins were laughing because there was one lady, who, with all the crowds, the cast members were trying to tell her, you know, where to go. And she started yelling at them, don't tell me where to go. And they said, well, where do you want to go? And she's like, I don't know, but don't tell me. <laughs> she was, she had just had it. And, and what time was, was that at 2 o'clock? That was a 2 o'clock meltdown. That was a 2 o'clock By an adult at, at, in the morning. A, she was yelling at the cast members not to tell her what to do, but she didn't know what she wanted to do. She just didn't want to have them tell her. And they were trying to help, you know. And, mm-hmm. But anyway, so early in the well, morning. Well, you know what? I think, I think that makes your point exactly what you're saying is we, and as I know all of us, we always talk about, oh, you don't have to plan it that much when you go to Disneyland, which is true if you're not going the busiest time of year. But if you decide, hey, let's all go to Disneyland right now thinking you can just get in and you can't. Exactly. And, I, that, and then that's why she turns into, you know, she was thinking, she, this, this person who was going crazy at the, uh, the cast member probably had good intentions thinking, oh, we'll go. Cause hey, I've been there in March or I've heard, I'm, I know friends who just do that on the weekend. I'm going to do that, but not realizing that the calendar is the boss. And I, I don't know that you have to plan ahead. You just have to tour smartly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and you have to, you have to basically walk in with no expectations. Here's I think where that's I, the I, biggest part. I, I don't agree with you so much that way, Nancy. I agree more with Tony in this one. We're so used to going in and winging it and not doing things for people who are coming in from out of town that this is their big trip that they, you know, and they, they're not familiar with the parks. I recommend that they do get a map and kind of look a little bit ahead and prepare themselves. You know, um, I'll just I'll just throw it out there. Dreams of limited travel. 
Their agents prepare itineraries to help people. Our podcast gives information for people to help planning. Those of us who are locals help our friends and family with planning. So there's an advantage to those type of situ, you know, with, with those scenarios for people when they're at the parks. I don't think Disneyland's a park anymore where you can just go up there on a crowded, especially during the holidays. We have spring break that's going to be coming up, you know, in a couple of months or a few months. I don't think that Disneyland Resort is a park anymore where you can just go over there and just go with the flow you really do need to, to plan not to the extent that you need for Walt Disney World but I, I highly recommend looking at maps ahead of time getting some information and making a reservation for a meal even if it's a steakhouse 55 for breakfast you know Yum. we give that information something nutritious that's going to help you during the day and listen to cast members and plan something out because my cousins told me the difference of what they accomplished on the 27th and 29th was way more than what they did on the 28th when they were there, having no idea um, what to expect. Well, I think a big issue is when you get there, and then it's the, as someone who sometimes can have issues making decisions, um, <laughs> as, as, as sitting there with the, the family and then not knowing what to do. That's where a lot of time is wasted. Is yeah. the, well, I want to do this, I want to do this, whereas if you do what you said, Mary Jo, going in saying, okay, we're going to do these five things, then you at least know that those five things are going to do it. Because if not, that's when you get the meltdowns too. Well, I don't really want to do that. And then, it's well, like but everybody I do. choose, everybody choose one thing that's important to you and that's what we'll do today, you know, and then anything after that is cake. Exactly. What are really the five point. or six things that you guys all agreed on? And after that, Give everybody a day to do the extra stuff as they get to it. And if we wait in the, the two-hour line, that's okay, because like Tom said, it was cake. we have It's now house money, to use again. Right. <laughs> well, and that's what I mean by lowering expectations, is don't expect you're going to have the moon and the stars. Oh, I agree with that, Nancy. That's a really yeah. good point. It, it, and that changes your whole attitude. Because... If you go in, you know the, what's the, what's the one phrase they use? Um, um, promise, um. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> the promise less than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promise, uh, you know, set the expectations lower than you would and then over deliver. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's what they always under, say. Under promise and over deliver. Yes, that, thank you, Tom. It just <laughs> wasn't coming yeah. to me today. But, if you if you prepare your family saying, okay, I realize it's December 26th. A lot of people are on vacation here. You know, let's just try and do what we can. You know, set the family expectations to say, hey, you know, I don't know what we're doing. But, and we're going to, you know, I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, at least admit you don't know what you're doing. You know, don't be the dad who, who's like, by God, we're going to do this, this, and this, and then right. everybody fusses at him because Clark he's, he's driving the bus just wrong. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, the eight-year-old had a lot of questions, and the parents were pretty, they didn't set up his expectations to be more than what they could deliver, which, which you have a really good point, Nancy, and, and with, I'm sure with Zoe and Lily, you have to do that a lot because, you know, then it becomes, but you told me this, oh, right? Yeah. Oh my God! And, see, but you I know promised we do that on our next visit, yeah. right? Right. So, 
And and they pretty much didn't promise, you know, when, when Jackson would ask me, you know, how long is this ride? And but after a while, my cousin said, you're just making up these times, aren't you? <laughs> she said, because he would ask me, I'd go, oh, that's like, oh, I don't know. It's like three and a half minutes, point twenty two seconds. Oh, that's 32 minutes. Oh, that's. And finally, she told me, she said, you're just making this up to, to, uh, to appease his curiosity, right? And I said, well, I know some of them, but not all of them, but. Anyway, I, I just want to finish with the fast pass line for Radiator Springs Racers. Um, we at eight o'clock exactly. That's when they let us start getting the fast passes. The line went wrapped all the way around. Um, it was never ending. It went all the way to Tower of Terror uh, for for this. And uh, something I found out that I didn't know before. I had. Nine fast pass to do, and there were actually cast members doing them for us. Right. You can put in your tickets up to five. Like you put in a ticket, pull out the fast pass, put in another ticket, put in another ticket without taking out the tickets up to five. So, like what I was doing before is I would put in my ticket, get the fast pass and the ticket, put them both on top of the right. machine. You could just put in your tickets without having to take them out. Which the, works out the slot faster will hold five of them. anything. Excuse me. The slot will hold five. Exactly. Huh, wow. So, so yeah. that was something that I, I learned, and I was like, okay, well, that that'll speed things up without fumbling and dropping them and and stuff like that. So, but the cast members were there to just speed along the the process, and so by the time I got the tickets, it was it probably took me maybe five minutes um, to to get them, and the line just kept going and going. They were out by nine a.m. And so, what time was your fast pass for? Um, it was actually it kept we. It was for by the time I got mine, it was for one forty. Oh, that's not bad. So yeah, and luckily for us, the the ride did not break down when we went on it. That would have just really okay. been bad. Topped but, off the trip. Yeah, the, the return was. I think it was the standby was one hundred and twenty minutes. The single rider line was 20 minutes, and the fast pass line was 15 minutes. Jeez. So, it's if you can swing it where one person goes, and I really do believe that the people who were there at 8 a.m. also got their fast pass, but by then they were getting like the 9 p.m. slots. Right. You know, so so it, it really depends if you want to go on the attraction earlier in the day, you really do need to line up and there's no way to get around it, especially in the busy times to, to do that. And and we were there in an early entry day, so I imagine that some of the Disneyland Hotel Resort guests, uh-huh. some of them, you know, after they go on the attraction, they got in line. And so, but it still worked out. It still worked out. Some people went straight to the attraction. A lot of people went to the Fast Pass. So I met my cousins over in Disneyland, and here's another challenge. We're, we're, we ended up having breakfast at Riverbell Terrace because it was still early in the morning. A lot of restaurants were closed. Yep. One thing I found out, Jolly Holiday Bakery doesn't serve anything other than paste sweets and coffee in the morning. Yep. So there's no, like, Didn't breakfast sandwich. They used to, have, they used to have a breakfast sandwich. Um, I didn't see them. I didn't see them there. So we ended up going to Riverbell Terrace. We didn't go to Carnation Cafe because we had already eaten there before. Right. And everybody was happy with Riverbell Terrace. The only thing is that since it had been raining, we ate outside and the, you know, 
everything was kind of our seats were a little bit dry but it was kind of wet the eight-year-old spilled orange juice on one of the teens clothes oops exactly so i would highly recommend taking a change of clothes and putting them in a locker for accidents and unexpected events that could happen like what what clothes it would have been nice if the kids had brought extra pairs of socks because we got soaked and we ended up for for we ended up getting um I had a poncho but of course they didn't have ponchos cuz they they didn't expect um even though I had told them that it was going to rain you know they're thinking about going to Disneyland so they weren't prepared for the rain so like everybody else they bought ponchos <laughs> um and the kid uh, my, my cousin um Josh who got his pants um got orange juice on his pants and 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 the orange juice was spilled in a very inappropriate spot <laughs> so, Aww, so to to so besides being sticky there and everything like that so they they ended up getting him some sweatpants but they were too long so even though he had dry pants you know they were dragging on the ground so his, they got soaked also in his shoes and stuff so i would i would really recommend even if you don't think it's going to happen take the extra clothes especially if it's raining dry socks extra shoes and put them in a locker for later so that when you're going through the cold weather and even during spring break we can get cold weather and we get rain this seems like it's going to be a rainy season for us and um take the extra socks and shoes so that you can be more comfortable during the day cuz he was he was cold the rest of the day I have to concur how important that is. It's ironic <laughs> that you just mentioned that because today I did go to a, if you guys don't know, we record on Sundays, and I went to my last Chargers game of the season, and it decided to hail. Oh, jeez. Only. Hail? Yeah, it actually Only hailed. in your section? No, only, I'm under <laughs> overhang. I'm under, I'm undercover, so it's fine. The issue was only when I was walking from our car, which is off-site parking lot, to the stadium, and you were mentioning socks. So my feet, I was wearing running shoes, and so those don't have any protection. I was wearing double socks because I'm a wimp, and I thought it was going to be cold today. And my socks were wet the rest of the day. And then, like you said, my ankles with my jeans. And I was kind of miserable just because of that, whereas a nice dry pair of socks would have made my life much easier. So I totally agree. It's like it's worth the extra bucks to have extra. And if you don't use the extra clothes, you don't use them. But if you have them... Yeah, it's a really good, especially if you're walking from the Hilton or further away and imagine and you can't just the go back to the hotel and stick your boot, stick your shoes yeah. in the dryer. Yeah. Or you can, but then you've got the rest of the family upset at the one kid who spilled the orange yep. juice. And yeah. then you've got that, then you've got that whole thing going on the rest of the trip where, yep. hey, let me just, you guys go on the ride. We're going to go run, get stuff out of the locker. Hey, maybe we could start a service. The Disneyland oh, is unplugged. <laughs> we'll like have everybody's clothes and, and shoes and stuff. We'll, and we'll run and get fast pass for them and yeah, everything. But um, no, you know, like I said, one of the things about my cousins Lisa and Sean and their families who went, and the other one I didn't mention was Tristan who was there, is that they, everybody went with a fantastic attitude. So even though orange juice was spilled, even though rides broke down, even though um, the crowds, you know, made it challenging to get from one part to another. They just pretty much laughed off everything and said, well, you know, we're here at a busy time. What else do we expect? Or, oh, my gosh, this ride broke down, you know, just our luck. 
and they went to the next right. There was just they were just so happy to be there. They were so happy to be having fun together that they and they were very flexible. I thought they had a really good balance. We made sure that the, we went on attractions for the teens, and then the eight-year-old. There were certain things that he were, really wanted to do, and everybody made sure that we did stuff that he would like to. And um, the one thing he didn't like, poor Jackson, was that we went on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at night. Oh, that's the best. His first experience. It's great uh. when older teen for the first experience for an eight-year-old who's not used to these type of attractions. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> so kind of like when I took Zoe on for the first time. Yeah, you know they had been. You know he. It, we haven't gone on since. <laughs> yeah, I think he said maybe next time he'll try it. But after that, he, the rest of the rest of the week, he just wasn't ready to try any roller coasters after that. So, and and everybody understood. So he took turns staying with him. For them, he uh, at Radiator Springs Racers was a hit with everybody. That was. That was a, a really, really fun ride. Um, th- my cousin Sean didn't like t- Tower of Terror out of everybody. He, I think I heard he screamed like a girl. Sorry, Sean. But um, the kids all liked that. They all enjoyed that. We saw Aladdin. Nice. On the 29th, the biggest hit was that it was indoors and it was warm. <laughs> so, so by that time, everybody was pretty, you know, kind of warmed up. But they enjoyed that. They enjoyed uh, Turtle Talk with Crush and everything else that um, that we did at the at the two parks. And let me see, that day the Fast Pass that we got was for Space Mountain. They loved Indiana Jones, and the lines for that kind of crowd and um, strategizing a little bit worked out really good. They went, they did go early entry. So that they could go on It's a Small World. That was a, my cousin really wanted to do that. So that was one of the attractions that they all went on. And some of the other ones that they weren't able to go on on the other days of the crowds, they handled on Saturday. Again, with Fast Pass and going early, taking advantage of early morning, early entry. But um, by the evening they were done. I think the rain and the crowds just wore them out. So, people who are coming for spring break, listen to our <laughs> Plan podcast. ahead, there you go. <laughs> go on the Disboards, go on, on www.info.com, do your research. Well, you know, research. most people who actually have already found us are probably not going to be the people. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tell your friends to listen to the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition. Or go to Dreams Unlimited Travel. I mean, I'm not an agent for them, but I do know that they do itineraries and uh-huh. and... People who have questions, they'll get the answers for them, you know. And then there's us. Wealth of information. Wealth of. But I just, I, I just thought, you know, this was kind of a wake-up call for me. We're so used to um, not dealing with big crowds. I hadn't been to a Disneyland Resort during this time of year for a long time, for any length of time. And spending two full days wow. there um, with family who really had no clue really um, opened my eyes on, on things that should be done to maximize the experience over there. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical. 
Linda Chair. Thanks for listening.